0: Accrediting Excellence, the International Authority for Professional Coaching and Mentoring, proudly presents Both Sides of the Coin.
1: As Hollywood actor Denzel Washington has been quoted as saying, I don't care what you do for a living. If you do it well, I'm sure there was someone cheering you on or showing you the way. A mentor. Well, today on both sides of the coin, we're going to get some top mentoring tips from the best in the business. Welcome to Both sides of the Coin," a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body, and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited master coach, and I've been coaching for 10 years, mainly in the area of career transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Kerry Dorman and her client, Kim Gowing. Kerry is founder of the Association of Business Mentors and was voted 2019 People's Mentoring Champion at the National Mentoring Awards. Kerry is one of the UK's leading female professionals in business mentoring and coaching, and she trains professional business mentors. Kim Gowing is a Chief Change Officer of her own change management consulting firm, Exchange Consulting, and they focus on the people side of organisational change or disruption. Kim's also a professional mentor who trained under Kerry, and as part of this, Kim mentored Kerry for her case study work. Welcome, both of you. I'm going to start with Kerry and flip over the coin, and then I'll speak to Kim. Kerry, tell me about yourself.
0: So I'm going to give you a a nutshell of uh, my career to date. I started off as a serial entrepreneur, and I literally gave lots of ideas a go, And some of my ideas completely failed. And some of them were a success. And I ended up selling three businesses. And on the back of that, I was invited to be a small business mentor on a government funded scheme back in 2007. And I realized that whilst I was mentoring that I had a lot of experience to draw upon to help and guide and support these new business owners because it was a it was an incubation program and I just absolutely fell in love with the whole concept but I also found that I was a little bit unsure as to what I was doing because it's a very very different skill starting your own business and managing it to to sale than it is mentoring somebody else to be a success in in their own right. So I looked around for some training and I found that there was was lots out there, but it was very high level and very theory-based. And for me, mentoring is all about the practicalities of a relationship and being able to be what I call agile mentoring. So being able to adjust your manner and the way that you you operate your, your mentoring practice to the person that you're that you're mentoring and so because that frustrated me I then designed my own training in order to really well learn from from what I could get from my own training material but also to share what I'd learned so far with other business mentors and now that has morphed into Providing training skills for mentors and mentees, not just for professional business mentors like Kim, but in larger organisations, I go in and train and upskill people um, who want to mentor their their own within a within an organisation or, or a firm. And so that's what I do now. I capitalise on, on on training, and I absolutely love it. And I and I train a lot myself, so my learning has nowhere near completed and I'm very lucky to have worked with David Clutterback and uh, Bob Garvey who helped me along my own learning journey in, in mentoring and so that's me. Who was your first mentor
1: and how did they help you grow and develop into the professional that you are today?
0: That's a great question Jenny and one that I'm very rarely asked actually. I think Really, my very first mentor, especially in the world of business, was my father, because he was an entrepreneur himself, and he probably was my first mentor. But I've had quite a few. I'm a big believer, obviously, in practicing what I preach and having a a few myself.
1: It sounds to me that mentoring is a real growing area within businesses to help staff achieve, perform, do well.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And we are we have no nowhere near scratch the surface of what it has to offer in terms of nurturing people who are employed in an organization on all sorts of initiatives. For, for example, well, there's traditional, there's a re- reverse mentoring or reciprocal mentoring. There's now mentoring circles, which are very popular, but the but also the, the very traditional method of being a professional business mentor. And earning your living from it, which is what I did before I went into the into training. But yes, it it has so much to offer in terms of development on a business platform, as well as within a, a personal development initiative.
1: And so please, can you clarify what the difference between a coach and a mentor and a consultant is? Because quite often they tend to overlap considerably.
0: Yes, they do. So, Anybody can be a coach as long as they have the particular qualifications that go with it and alongside that being on a proper supervision um, um, initiative and, and, and have the appropriate insurance. To, to be a mentor, you have to have first hand experience so if if like for example, I was mentoring a small business owner uh, i 've been through all the ups and downs of a small business owner, so I have that first hand experience to draw upon in order to share my story and to guide and support from from that experience. A consultant will i guess in a, in a nutshell they'll roll up their sleeves and and help work on a project side by side by the people who have uh contracted them to do a particular job so there are three quite distinct definitions of them however these days it's very much if you can morph from one to the other and in fact there is a, a phrase that's been coined recently ccm coach consultant mentor and as long as the coachee or mentee or the client is getting what they need and we are operating within the constraints of our professionalism, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, what I mean by that is if we do swap from mentor to coach, we need to make sure that we've got our coaching hat on and that our, 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 um, the person who we're working with is very clear as to what they're getting from us. Thank you, Kerry. And is mentoring always senior to junior? No, so a mentor is someone who has experience and is using that experience to support somebody else. So in the capacity of reverse mentoring, I guess more frequently that in the tech world, especially actually, that a a younger, more savvy tech person will mentor a more senior not so savvy tech person. So that's actually where it was, was it was coined by Jack Welsh, who realized that his silverhead board at GE had absolutely no idea in the 90s about the tech advancement of the company at large. And so he matched his every board member with someone from the tech department. And he noticed that within six months, actually, that the, the board were making far better informed decisions, because they were more aware of 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 the of the tech world very powerful
1: yeah very powerful and great story thank you so much for sharing that with us perry i'm interested you know you are a professional business mentor is is this a growing area just in business what about you know areas like the nhs or you know the police force as a career coach i know there's so many different careers and industries around where might people just entering into, you know, their first career find mentors to help them no matter what they go into?
0: The Well, the NHS and the police, the, the two organisations that you've just mentioned, are, are now very much using mentoring as a, as a form of, of support and personal development within someone's career and company path, pathway. Um, and so I just hope that a lot of other organizations take on, take on the, uh, on the, on the mantle as well. And, um, but if the company that you're starting to work for doesn't have a program in place, then there, there are other places for you to seek a, a mentor and, um, well, the, the association of business mentors is, is one. And so is the IAPCNM, but just asking around with people in your network who you admire, and who's kind of been there and done it before. uh, Anyone like that is is able to mentor, as long as they're up for it.
1: Kerry, so you train professional business mentors, yet there must be a huge variety of, of characters as mentees. What top tips do you
0: have for mentors on this journey? To be agile and to make sure that they explore with their mentee it, to a point where they completely understand where what sort of person that, that the mentee is and and how to to adapt their manner tone and approach in order to, to support that person uh to the to the fullest so let's say just say for example an extrovert is mentoring an introvert the the the, the mentor has to be very aware of how they come across and how they need to be agile in order to really get the best out best out of their mentee.
1: Thank you. And what are the top tips have you got for
0: mentors? To be self-aware and reflect at all times, literally. it Sometimes it takes a, 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 it to happen on a daily basis and to really think about each and every session that you have, to have a reflection partner, and also to make sure that you are continuing to deliver value to your sessions. And the best, my toppest tip on that note is to, at the end of each session that you have with a mentee, is to ask them, what can we do in order to make our next session more valuable than this one? And I can't take credit for that because I've borrowed it off uh, Professor Jonathan Parsmore at Henley but he gave that to the ABM on a seminar uh, about five years ago and I use it all the time and it's the most effective way to make sure that you are still, as a mentor, delivering value.
1: And how important do you think it is for mentors to be accredited?
0: I think it's really important because there are, because there's such a grey area about what mentoring actually is and I was, was definitely a... Uh, um, someone who didn't really get my own clarification as to what it was until I started working with Professor David Clutterbuck. In order to have that clarification and to make sure that people feel rest assured that they are in the safest hands possible, accreditation is the only way forward.
1: Thank you. And Kerry, please could you share a great case study example with us of how mentoring has really
0: helped somebody achieve success? Yes, I've got a recent brilliant case study actually that's just come through and it is about uh, an internal organisational mentoring scheme and the company that these, that mentor and mentee were working for were acquired by a much larger company and the mentee then had to work underneath a new manager and with a new team and she had been on she'd been a bright spark in her previous company and she was on a brilliant career trajectory and just felt that the acquisition had set her right back and as a result she was clashing with her new manager she wasn't gelling with her team she was really unhappy she wasn't being effective in her in her workplace and so she sought a mentor from the The previous company, who actually had been made redundant, but that they were still in in touch, and the mentor just very slowly picked apart what was actually going wrong and found after some some massive reflection and some and some delving into behaviour that be- because of the resentment that the mentee was feeling she was actually coming across as being very abrasive and she had this massive light bulb moment that re- realizing that it was her that was the problem she was the catalyst for the the the, the, the clashing that was that was going on and so the her, her mentor actually organized for her through role play to, to, to instigate a, a meeting with her new manager, and how that was going to pan out. And they went over it and over. it. And when that meeting actually happened, it broke down a whole load of barriers. And now the team is cohesive. She's back on um, her, her previous trajectory. She's really happy. And so is everybody else. And I just I love that story. Because without that mentoring, she would never really have got to the light bulb moment that made all the difference in the world.
1: How excellent and exciting thank you very much for sharing that and I've just got actually one more question for you when matching mentors with mentees how important is it to have a similar cultural background or I'm just thinking about diversity and, and whether you know you see a lack of mentors in in certain groups
0: good question I, I think that the well fact is that every single mentoring, requirement is unique. And so it really depends on where the mentee is and what they want to get from their mentor and from their current situation. It may be that a more diverse match is exactly what's needed, or it may be the the opposite. It is all, it, every single pair, pairing and matching is completely unique. And so whoever is doing the matching needs to really make sure that they understand what the remit is for the mentee and if there isn't a third person making the the match then the mentor needs to be responsible for that and if they feel that it's not really in their remit that they need need to signpost to to a fellow mentor and that is a prime responsibility of a professional business mentor.
1: Thank you so much, Kerry. I'm going to flip over the coin now and speak to your client, Kim. Kim, tell us about yourself.
2: Hi, thanks Jenny for having me. Um, So I'm Canadian and I moved to the UK 10 years ago and spent most of my career in financial services. And then in the last six years moved into more of an IT tech role. Um, I would say that One of my primary responsibilities as a leader, though, over the years has been a strong focus on the development of my people. So it's not so much what they do because they get paid to do that. But I've always had a huge emphasis placed on how they do what they do. So I spent a lot of time informally coaching and mentoring them, working on their personal development. And my philosophy was always, I wanted to ensure that anyone who came to work with me was always stronger, more capable, more confident when they left me than when they joined my organization. Um, and then more recently, 18 months ago, I came out of the corporate world and have started my own um, consulting firm. So now I'm, I'm focused on a different type of a remit, um, which has been an interesting transition. And I would just say that it was over that period of time when I, I took some time to figure out what i wanted to do one of the things i knew i was going to miss from not being in the corporate world was that development of people yeah. and as a result um i decided to get more actively involved in a more structured way in mentoring and hence that's what led me to Carrie. and since i've connected with carrie i now have i think i've got seven different mentees And it's a mix of business mentoring um, as well as just personal, individual development of people through a women in technology mentoring forum. So that's me in a nutshell.
1: Thank you. Why did you choose Kerry to be the person that trained you?
2: I think because of, well, we came across each other on LinkedIn and I think her credentials spoke for themselves. And when I reached out I was trying to look at a way to become accredited only because I wanted to validate for myself that I actually knew what I was doing now that I wanted to do it more formally though I, I felt like I was okay at it I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right things and had the right structure in place so when I started to research who to go to and realized that Carrie had started the Association of Business Mentors I didn't think there was a better place to go than um, to, to align myself with her.
1: Kim, what do you get out of mentoring?
2: Yeah, quite, quite a bit, actually. Um, I think for me, I just enjoy the ability to support the learning and development and progress of the mentee and being able to inspire inspire them, but yet challenge them and also guide them through the journey. So I think it's just seeing that light bulb um, come on inside of them. And I'll just let me just share a quote, actually, which for me kind of sums up uh, what mentoring is to me. And it's from Oprah Winfrey. And I share this at the beginning of all my mentoring sessions with new mentees. Oprah said a mentor is someone who allows you to see the hope. And I think that's kind of cool because we're there to help people. Choose different paths or, or not choose them, but become aware that there's different options in different paths that they might not have been able to see it for themselves. They have to choose where they go, but it's it's allowing them shining some light on those different paths for them to have options.
1: And how long do you work with somebody for on this mentoring journey?
2: Um, so I've, I've been doing so with the, the ones I have, I've been doing them since February, March this year, but my expectation is 12 to 18 months. But it's kind of, I think it's, there isn't a specific timeline. I think it depends on each individual situation, as Terry said, just as we have to adjust and be agile in how we approach the mentoring. Um, There's no real right or wrong to it. I just think it needs to be long enough to develop that, that safe place in that relationship And make sure that the objectives that you laid out with the mentee, what they wanted to achieve, that you actually achieve that. I will say, though, that and this is one of the things that I discussed with Carrie when we just did the retraining. um, I was a little worried because at the beginning of each mentoring assignment, if you will, we talk about um, what are the rules of engagement or the ground rules? What does the mentee want to get out of it? And though we always start with this great plan, it doesn't take very long for us to move away from that plan. And I started to feel like, hmm, maybe I'm not being disciplined enough and keeping us on point. And Carrie's comment was, no, you still have to be agile and go with it. And so long as, and I'll reinforce again what she said, because I say this at every session as well, at the end of every session, as long as we're confirming you know, what value they got out of it. And is there anything that we can do together to make the next session more valuable? As long as we're asking that, then we'll keep going. But I think there'll come a natural end date where both sides will kind of just know that it feels right. We've achieved what we need to. And again, in a conversation with Carrie recently on this, I had asked if um, how she looks at the end of a mentoring relationship because relationships are really important to me. And on one hand, you almost feel sad that it's coming to an end, but Carrie said to celebrate the end of it because it means you've achieved what you set out to achieve. And the mentee is now in a place where they're more than capable of continuing on their own. So you've done what you need to do and it's a really good place to be.
1: That's a great way to to think about it. What has been your biggest challenge to date as a mentor?
2: It's interesting because as a mentor, though a mentor-mentee relationship isn't about um, superior, uh, like it's not two levels. It is about a match of equals. And I'm very clear with that whenever we get into any mentoring relationship. Yes, my experience Um, will come to light, and I'll, I'll draw from that in the mentoring relationship, but my experience isn't to intimidate them or cause them to feel uncomfortable being open and sharing with me, and I think because a mentoring relationship is about a relationship, and it's about creating a safe space for both people, mentor and mentee, and I think where I've struggled not often, But it's where I don't necessarily, um, I don't feel the connection with the mentee for whatever reason, after several sessions, I just don't feel connected to them. And it makes it really difficult to get in the right frame of mind. And again, as you learn in the training, mentoring relationship does have to work for both people. So you have to be open and you've got to give it a shot. And as I said, it doesn't happen too often. But if it doesn't work for both people, it, you're not. There's no ego when it comes to mentoring. So it is about being self-aware and reflective. So if it's not working for one of the other party, you do have an obligation to have that conversation and potentially step away. And that's probably been one of the few challenges that I've faced.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And what top tip has stayed with you from the training that you can share with us today?
2: Um, there's, there's been a couple of them, but Carrie has some great exercises um, that she shared with us. Uh, one that I really like is called the doorframe, which I use every single time um, I start a mentoring session. And the doorframe exercise just talks about as you come into where you're having your call, you walk through a door. And when you come through that door frame, is there anything that you need to leave outside the door that clears your mind to be present in the moment for that conversation? And by asking that up front, it really does make people think and step back. And the number of times I've had someone say, yeah, actually, I just got off a really bad call or you know, my my husband was grumpy with me this morning. Um, so I think that door frame exercise is really important to make sure both as the mentor and the mentee, you're in the right frame of mind to have the conversation. And the one other thing, if I could add one other, um, it was a, a comment that was made in the training, which um, I won't forget. And it's about, we have to be committed to the success of our mentee, yet not be attached or invested in it because what they do with what we share with them, that's down to them. So we can give them all this guidance and insight um, and share our, our learnings with them. But it's down to them to choose what they do with that. So and that's something that I really have to keep focused on because sometimes you just want to shape them almost and say, okay, let's just get on with it. But we can't do that. We're there to just guide them. Um, but they own the outcomes.
1: What a great place to end the discussion. Thank you so much, Kim. And thank you so much, Kerry. If you're interested in becoming a professional mentor, then you can contact Kerry at SinclairDorman.com. We're confident that anyone who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're someone who's interested in having some coaching or mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, journey.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.